You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. Ian, happy new year. Reason to believe it'll be a good 2018 for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, you would hope so. They kind of think of a nice team uh, coming back. And, you know, obviously everybody's waiting to see if they can make any more additions this winter. But, yeah, I think a lot of teams would love to have the, the roster the Red Sox have right now. Yeah, so let's get into who those possible additions could still be because the names remain the same. And J.D. Martinez, since we last spoke, and it's come out that there is reportedly a five-year offer that Martinez has from the Red Sox, which raises questions. Um, obviously, nobody knows what the amount is, but is is this because Scott Boris doesn't like to sign early and he waits out to see if maybe a mystery team pops up? Is Martinez maybe balking at the fact that the Red Sox have three outfielders? I mean, there's a whole lot of questions that remain to be answered, uh, but hopefully Dave Dombrowski seems, there seems to still be a belief that this is heading in a good direction. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the tone that Dave's had all winter is, look, we got to be patient this winter. And uh, you know, that leads me to believe he's directly talking about J.D. Martinez because he knows he's been in many of these negotiations with Scott Boris in the past. He knows that how they can drag out. And, you know, the Red Sox, if they did make a five-year offer, I'm sure that Boris has looked for probably seven years because that's usually what he's looking for for his guys who are this age and this ability. So maybe they need a compromise. Maybe it ends up being five and an option. Maybe it ends up being six. Um, these are all the games you play this time of year. And this offseason is just kind of dragged out more than most uh, for whatever reason. Um, so we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But, I, you know, I, I don't see any other team uh, making a strong play for J.D. Martinez right now. And until I see that, uh, I think the Red Sox have to still be considered the favorites to, to land him at the end of the day. Yeah, you look back on, on other years, and I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Chris Davis was a free agent, Chris Davis with a C, uh, with the Baltimore Orioles. And it went on and on and on. And then the Orioles ended up giving him a, a kind of a crazy contract um, when there were seemed like no other bidders. So you got to be careful. And I think the Red Sox are probably looking at that now and saying, hey, why would we raise our offer if there's nobody else involved? We'll just stick to our guns for now. Yeah, you know, I think that's the way that it's playing out. Yeah, where, um, Dave, you know, the two sides are sort of daring each other. You know, Scott Boris is saying, you know, I dare you uh, to go slowly on this and then watch him sign somewhere else. And the Red Sox are kind of saying, you know, I, I dare you to go find another uh, bidder who's going to pay uh, Janey Martinez what we are and is going to give him this t- kind of chance to win and all these other things. And, you know, I think he could really be a star in Boston. This has kind of been the guy who's been an unheralded player the last couple of years. Um, he could really um, get the spotlight he deserves playing in Boston. So I think it would be a good fit uh, in a lot of ways. It's just going to be interesting to see uh, you know, how, or how long this takes and when it's finally going to come to uh, some sort of a resolution. The other big name we continue to hear about is Manny Machado. And uh, I, in my estimation, at this point, it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me on either side, just because from the Orioles' standpoint, obviously you don't want to trade a guy within the division if you can help it. And then from the Red Sox' standpoint, it's one year, and the Orioles don't seem willing to allow a window for negotiation, and Machado's camp seems to be set on reaching free agency anyway. So, yes, the Red Sox would have the opportunity to push for an extension, but, man, that's a big risk to take for one year, despite how good Machado is. Yeah, I think the cost could be uh, too prohibitive. Too prohibitive uh, at the end of the day, in terms of players and prospects, and you know, you're looking at 
you know, you got to open up the position for them, too, because they have Devers at third and Bogart at short, and you trade one of those guys. And you're not going to trade Devers, I don't think, under just about any circumstance. And you trade Bogart, and then if so, you know, what else do you have to trade? Uh, there's this sort of Red Sox uh, farm system isn't very deep right now in terms of elite prospects. You know, if the Orioles are really looking for two cross-controllable pitchers, you know, I don't know, they only see the Red Sox. You know, they have Eduardo Rodriguez, but... Uh, beyond that, I don't really see much of a fit there. And they've already had our Eduardo Rodriguez once before. So, yeah, I just don't know if the sides match up. I mean, certainly that would be a great uh, a spicy subplot if the Red Sox could get him. But, you know, I, I don't think it's likely by any means. Yeah, it's more uh, something to dream about and that kind of thing than reality, it seems like. But, hey, who knows? We will see. Nothing is happening right now. So there's, that kind of adds to all the speculation, I think. Uh, you have another story up about the catcher situation, and obviously um, it's a good spot to be in if you're the Red Sox and the fact that you have Christian Vasquez, you have Sandy Leone, and then you hopefully have a healthy Blake Swihart coming back and kind of figuring things out again. Um, most teams can't get by with three catchers. But you point out in the article the fact that because Swihart has some versatility, in theory, the Red Sox maybe could. Yeah, you know, there's a way that they talked about this internally. <clears throat> you know, there's a way that they could fit uh, Finagle Swihart onto that roster where he kind of plays a multi-purpose utility role, you know, almost similar to what uh, Brock Holt's done the last several years. So, you know, it's almost to me it's almost a Swihart or Holt scenario. I don't think they have room to carry uh, both these guys on the roster next year. They're both uh, left-handed hitters, so Swihart's a switch hitter. But, yeah, I think it would be nice to have the flexibility of a guy who can catch a little bit, too, and uh, see how this plays out and see what Sandy Leone does and if he earns his keep again to stay on this team. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of factors at work here. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Swihart being out of options, it's time to figure out what you have in this guy in yeah. the coming year. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in all around uh, because you can't send him back to the minors. So spring training certainly going to be interesting. And on a team where there's not necessarily many question marks, that is going to be a race that will be fun to watch, just how those three guys play it out through spring training. All right, you have a story on RedSox.com about five questions facing the organization in 2018. I want to go into these a little bit, not looking for answers because those will play out as the season goes, but but just how important everything is. and. Number one, you have, will David Price stay healthy? And, of course, that's the biggest of questions. And as good as he was out of the bullpen last year, Ian, they're not paying him all that money to pitch out of the bullpen. No, he needs a set of start. He needs a to be, uh, you know, a fourth for you. So, you know, that's, that's going to be, I think, the big story going into the season. What are you going to get out of David Price next year? Is he going to be happy? Obviously, he didn't seem happy a lot, especially with the media in Boston last year. So, you know, he's got that off-throat looming at the end of the year. So it's going to be uh, an interesting dynamic with David Price all the way around. Yeah, and that opt-out becomes more and more interesting just because he does seem somewhat unhappy. We'll see if that changes, but he hasn't pitched up to that level. Um, and so it's a it's a debate, I'm sure, for him. Um, you know, do you opt out and look to head somewhere else? But you're probably not going to get that same contract. We'll see how that goes. Certainly a big-time question for the Red Sox. Another one is, can Dustin Pedroia bounce back? And he's been injured before and bounced back, but he's not getting any younger, Ian. Yeah, no, that's just the most significant surgery he's had. So, uh, you know, all eyes are going to be on him. He's going to miss a couple months probably. Uh, you, maybe you'll see him around Memorial Day. But everybody wants to see what he's going to look like when he does come back and if he can give you that same. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, you've come to expect over the years. Because let's face it, he was playing on one leg last year. It's somewhat amazing that he did as well as he did last year. Uh, overall numbers, he really, at the end, he couldn't do much. But for most of the season, he was able to withstand that team. But you'd like to see him play with a little more comfort and uh, have some of that ability that he's demonstrated in the past. 
You know he will give 110% when he is back. Whether or not it's effective, that's the thing that is the big question. All right, Alex Cora is first-year manager, so how will Cora manage is the question. And I think we have a little bit of insight into what kind of manager he's going to be, right, based on uh, what he's done in the past uh, as a bench coach and that sort of thing and, and just what he comes from in the Houston organization. Yeah, he's a very fiery guy, very energetic. I think he's going to light a fire under some of these guys and uh, just be able to give them, you know, maybe a little bit of tough love at times. You know, I know he's texted, texted Hanley Ramirez quite a bit this offseason, trying to get him going. Uh, and uh, he, he learned a lot from the Astros and their winning culture last year with uh, A.J. Hinch and Wendigan, the, uh, the statistics and all, all, the, all the stuff that goes on in today's game. So I think Alex will do very well, but, you know, you never know until the guy actually goes out there and starts managing. Yeah, we will find out. Will Hanley Ramirez rake again is the next question. You just mentioned Hanley, and I guess the first step to raking is being healthy, and at least he has that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, he's by all accounts, he's very healthy. Uh, this, this winter, he had that the shoulder surgery. He just couldn't get extension on his swing last year with the left shoulder the way it was bothering him. So you'd like him to be, uh, you know, a little bit more comfortable going forward. And this is a big year for Hanley. You know, he's got uh, basically the end of his the last year of his contract unless he gets enough, uh, you know, at bats there to, uh, you know, I think it's five hundred and below five hundred at bats, something like that, five hundred and three at bats maybe he needs. Um, for that option to vest for the following year, so uh, you know a lot to prove for Hanley this year. He can be a, he can be an every other year kind of guy, so that would be good news for the Red Sox in uh, 2018. Final question is: What will Rafael Devers do over a full season? And to think about it is kind of scary, but I think you have to pump the brakes a little bit. As good as he was late in the season, and as well touted as he was coming up through the system and how he dominated in the minor leagues hey, there's going to be adjustments, right? I mean, I think Red Sox fans need to be a little cautious with Devers. I would think in his first full season, you're going to see some great home runs and some power, but you're also going to see some struggles. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's going to be some slumps. Guys are going to make adjustments, and he's going to be figuring out these adjustments for the first time in his career. And I think that Al, this is where Alex Cora, being able to speak the same language, I think that um, that'll be very beneficial for Rafael. So you just hope that he can kind of minimize the slumps. But he, he's so talented and so fun to watch. He just brings such an energy and enthusiasm to this team that, you know, you hope he does have, uh, you know, a big, uh, not quite rookie year because he, he's already lost his rookie eligibility, but a big uh, first full season of the major leagues. And with so many veteran guys on this roster, I feel like that energy is going to be as important as what he does on the field because I think sometimes when the, when a team is filled with veterans who have been through it all, sometimes things can get a little bit stale. But when they see a young guy like this, and obviously there's other young guys, Ben Benintendi's still young, but you almost think of Betts now as a veteran after three years, I guess. But but just having a guy like Devers that, that just has that joy, it can't help but kind of ooze into the other players, I think. Yeah, you saw that quite a bit last year, the way he really infused that team with with his youth and created a lot of excitement there the last couple of months of the season. So I expect more of the same uh, coming up in, in this coming season. All right, questions that we will get the answers to eventually, whether it be before the season starts or throughout the season. We'll keep an eye on all of them throughout 2018. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.